Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. What a beautiful, beautiful nazam. Barakat din laya Jumma ka din aya. Hey, yeah, beautiful, beautiful day. And joining uh, us is our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Mufti Saab, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this fine, uh, beautiful Jumma morning. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa Brother Yusuf and all our listeners. Indeed, a wonderful, beautiful Jumma morning. You know, every Jumma is special for a believer. Jazakumullah khairan. Absolutely. Looking at our questions, uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. This time of the year, we get uh, promotional gifts uh, from companies that uh, we deal with. What can one do with the impermissible items? Uh, can we give it to uh, non-Muslims, uh, Mufti Sa? Very good question, Shafat. Yes, people give and send gifts. You know, that is not the problem. Sometimes we have to look at the nature of the gift that we receive. So if it is uh, of such a nature that it is impermissible or haram items like liquor, wine or chocolates that contains liquor, etc. Uh, different companies give different things, you know. And uh, then, of course, we cannot uh, assume that we can uh, give it to non-Muslims automatically because it is impermissible for us. If it is impermissible for us, it is likewise impermissible for the non-Muslims as well. What one can do with gifts of that nature is to dispose of it, throw it in the bin, inshallah, and then you will be doing the correct and the right and proper thing according to Sharia. If you give it to non-Muslims, if it is liquor, etc., then you will be assisting in a sin and transgression and you will be answerable in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. If I'm performing salah with my wife in Jama'ah, who should recite the ikama? Jazakallah khair for a powerful show. Uh, indeed. Yes, the husband can recite the iqama as well. There's no harm upon him if uh, he should do that. You know, if they are reading salah uh, uh, as a jamaah. Now, if there's children as well, then he can instruct and teach one of the children uh, to read the iqama. That would even be a better option. But nevertheless, if there's no children, the husband can read the iqama as well. Gee. What is uh, Mufti's view with regards to the presidential address last night, Mufti Saab? We also thought uh, basically same, same, you know, the same thing. We have expected a resurgence, resurgence of uh, COVID-19 and a spike in, case, in cases as well. We've seen that also happening in uh, the Western Cape and, of course, the Eastern Cape. Now, you must remember that the Western Cape was uh, the initial hotspot and it's uh, starting all over there again. So soon it will move towards the rest of the country. So mini lockdowns is not an option right now. I think the president did good by uh, saying that uh, those people who are, of course, living with comorbidities and those people who are susceptible to getting uh, COVID-19, they should stay indoors. Also can- cancelling all type of parties in uh of that nature, you know, and then of course uh, the sore point for Muslims is in those areas affected is uh, of the number of people allowed to attend a religious gathering. So here we go again around two, so that will be limited to 100. So the same Messiah, same question, same fatawa, same fighting. I will protect us this time. That will happen now again. So who of the community, which hundred people will be allowed to attend, uh, or will it be multiple jamaats as we have done now in the past? So all these things, you know, the disappointing thing and. I've spoken yesterday uh, to one doctor specifically, you know, my friend and your friend, and uh, he said, Shafat, uh, that uh, it should have been an outright ban 
on uh, alcohol during uh, the festive season instead of curbing uh, the sale of alcohol in those areas because alcohol is a contributing factor uh, towards the spike in cases and, of course, towards the trauma uh, centers that is being uh, run uh, throughout the hospitals in South Africa. So, gee, basically, that is what I can deduce from his address. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Sahib. Can we feed the dog uh, dog food? Someone told me that we have to feed the dog with halal food. Hey, the oinky bluff. Hey, Mufti Sahib. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's a very good question. Uh, yes, you cannot give a uh, khinzir uh, and pig and all other haram things carrion. You can't even give carrion to dogs and cats, you know. So uh, if you have a dead chicken in the yard, if you think you can skin it and uh, feed it to the dog, you cannot do that. You have to dispose of that. Uh, give him and feed him from the scraps of your meals that is uh, left over or buy meals. Uh, that contains uh, permissible ingredients, and that also is difficult because uh, all the leftovers from the slaughterhouses, etc., uh, that they cook and steam and boil and uh, gelatin, and then then they feed it uh, to the dogs. You know, so as for Muslims, now you cannot uh, feed them carrion also. Too. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, one of the rights of a Muslims on another is uh, that you accept the, his or her invitation. Can I refuse a wedding invite due to the risk of COVID, uh, Mufti Saab? Very good question. Yes, you can if you know that uh, uh, there's a possibility that you will contract this uh, virus COVID-19. Also, if you fear that the uh, wedding uh, will not be conducted according to Sharia, there will be no part of the facilities, etc., in the mingling of uh, different sexes. All these things is permissible for you then to avoid uh, going to such a function and you can abstain politely also. But you have to mention your reason. You know, There's always an ethical side to everything. Uh, tell them why you would not want to attend instead of leaving them to assume and think bad thoughts of you. So if you feel that you do not want to go to a wedding reception because of COVID-19, it will be permissible for you to do so, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, the best thing will be doing it. They have RSVP say, yes, uh, I'm frightened for COVID. Please make ma. Okay. Uh, This question says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. I entered a masjid without socks and was returned and prevented from our reading Salah there. Is this sin upon me or the owners of this masjid there, Mufti Saab? Shafat, there's the owners of the masjid. People behave like they're owning the <laughs> owner of the masjid. <laughs> it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Quran clearly says, Really the houses, the masjid belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, there's committees, there's overseers, there is trusts, etc. But uh, they should not prevent anyone from entering the masjid unless they conduct a test on the ground, a spot on COVID-19 test, whereby they can uh, ascertain that that person is definitely positive uh, due to COVID-19 and then they can ask him politely to uh, return and isolate himself. But but not having socks, you don't know the state of the person. He came from the road, etc. He could be from uh, coming from traveling also. Now you're preventing him as if you have been ordained divinely by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do so. So the sin is upon the imam, the committee, and the trust is those people. I call them the COVID-19 wannabe police, Shafat, because they're acting like police, watchdogs, you know, uh, implementing laws of the government. But the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala transcends all other laws. So we need to implement the laws of Allah subhanahu Yes, sir, Mufti Sahib, you need to look at that ayat of the noble Quran, and over it are 19. Hey, Mufti, you're going to check it out. And over it, hey, Mufti, you're going to give us a tafsir on that. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, Chef. May Allah reward you for always readily available 
to serve the ummah over the airwaves. Jazakallah. Uh, Mufti, can a wife uh, demand that a husband uh, divorce or separate from his uh, second wife, uh, Mufti Sa? That is quite common, Shafat. No, a wife, uh, the first wife cannot demand that the husband divorce the second wife. In fact, she should be happy that the husband uh, conducted nikah according to Islam, according to Sharia, and uh, he did not commit adultery and fornication and jina, etc. You know, a wife will never ever tolerate that the husband be set alight and burned in this world. So why would we want to send our husbands in the akhirah to the fire of Jahannam? That would never ever happen also because uh, if you see, the life of this world is very, very temporary, Shafat. Already we one foot in the year after. So what is the use of asking your husband to separate from uh, his illegal halal permissible wife, which is also your sister in Islam? Your risk, your sustenance will not decrease. In fact, it is a blessing to you also. So you will have less time to be responsible and stand ready for him. Uh, females should look at it from that uh, aspect. Yes, it will hurt. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, la yukallifullah nafsan illa us'ah. Allah will never ever place a burden upon a soul which it cannot bear. So whatever pain and suffering that you are suffering now, that is only temporarily, Allah will reward your uh, sister if you make sabr uh, uh, because your husband are remarried against Zakhmullah Khairanji. Mufti Saab, what is the ruling on uh, using uh, multivitamins uh, in uh, capsules or in the capsule form? Uh, I'm not an advocate of using capsules, Shafat, because sometimes capsules are gelatin-based and sometimes it is plant-based, but it's very difficult sometimes to ascertain uh, the, the, the nature of the capsule or the manufacturer, which are ingredients as he used in manufacturing those particular capsules. So if the uh, capsule is uh, gelatin-based and it is derived from haram slaughtered animals, then of course the capsule will render this type of medication completely uh, impermissible and haram unless there is no substitute and alternative available. However, if it is uh, made out of uh, plant-based uh, sources, then it will be permissible to consume. But uh, like I said, generally I uh, prefer that people don't buy capsule-based uh, things, you know, rather buy the thing that uh, does not contain any capsules. Assalamu alaikum. I have a cut in my finger after salah. I saw the plaster is red with blood. Do I have to repeat my salah, Mufti Saab? Very good question, Shafat. You see, if a person has uh, performed multiple salah, what a single will do, and then unknowingly realize that there is blood coming through or seeping through uh, the plaster, then, of course, a person uh, needs to repeat that salah and repeat that hudu as well, because then that is flowing blood and that invalidates the hudu, which in turn invalidates your salah also. However, if uh, there was a plaster over and you just saw some spotting over there, and uh, then you will be, you know, you can put the plaster on, uh, you can wipe the blood off, and then uh, you can just make masah over the plaster, and you will be called sahib or ma'adur, meaning you will be excused uh, for that, and your salah and wudu will be valid key. We were served uh, with the mussels and other fish dishes at a function. Uh, someone said it's not permissible to eat mussels. Is uh, this correct, Mufti Saab? It is correct if you are following the Hanafi method, it is not permissible for you to consume mussels, mussels, calamari, and, uh, you know, oysters and abalone and all those type of things, crayfish, those fall under the same uh, category, the same bracket, and it is the same ruling as well, Shafat. So not permissible for Hanafis to consume. It is permissible, however, for Shawafi followers and other followers to uh, eat and uh, devour mussels. Hey, your Shafi guys. Kullu mafi, enjoy it. Eat the mussels, eat the prawns. Hey, even the crayfish. I got a big one here. Yeah, he's right in the back here. Come take it, Mufti Sab. I, I want to see you, Allah. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, this question says, I embraced Islam and I'm forever, forever grateful. However, I'm confused about which mazhab to follow. Please assist. Hey, I tell you, Mufti may say, come, have crab with me. Follow the Shafi mazhab. Mufti sahab. MashaAllah, Jazakumullah, Allah guided you, alhamdulillah, towards this beautiful religion of Islam. Sometimes those that embrace Islam are better practical Muslims than those that are born with Islam. Shafat, we can see it, it's quite evident and apparent out there, you know, because we don't really appreciate the religion of Islam. So it depends on who uh, made you to embrace Islam, at whose, or at whose hands have you accepted Islam. So if your teacher is a Shafi or Hanafi, Maliki, etc., then adopt the mother of your teacher and that will be easier for you. Uh, the various uh, the four schools of thought, it's not there uh, to split the Ummah. Indeed, it is a blessing. It is really a blessing upon the Ummah. You know, it is not there to create confusion. Yes, sometimes for a new Muslim to learn all these different types of Messiah and things can be a little bit uh, uh, heavy and it can be a little bit confusing, but it is not there to divide like I have said. You know, so inshallah let us see which is the best option for you. Uh, discuss and converse with the ulama within your area inshallah and from there you can take it and adopt any of the four uh, a message on my screen hungry brother says uh, can i change my masab when it comes to food <laughs> mufti sahab <laughs> If it is permissible, you know, we shouldn't uh, play and jump from mother uh, to, to mother, you know. Uh, certain instances, it will be permissible for you to consume uh, seafood, like if you are traveling and there's no other foods available and uh, you are desperately in need of eating or you are suffering from diabetes. Wherever you have to eat every three hours and there's no alternative food available, then you can uh, consume it to stay alive, you know. But jumping from mother uh, to mother for the shahi reasons, the shahi means out of lust and out of nafs or shafa, that is also in yeah, you're fooling yourself there. Uh, Mufti, can I use the money I won in a mini golf tournament? Uh, Shafat, you know, that would resemble gambling. If the person paid to enter the tournament and, uh, of course, he won more than what he has, he has paid, then that resembles a uh, type of gambling, then that is impermissible. Golf itself is uh, a, a sport that is makru because there's absolutely no benefit uh, in uh, there, you know. So many people don't even know that that it is a futile exercise. It is not even really a physical exercise. It is a futile waste of uh, many, many uh, precious hours that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, you know. So it will be considered uh, bakru. So, of course, if it is bakru, it is reprehensible in the slight in Islam. So, you should take the money that you've won from the tournament and give it away as charity. If the prize money was sponsored, however, by outside people or outside companies and uh, you did not pay to enter, then you can uh, use that money. It will be permissible for you, inshallah. Gee. Mufti Saab, what should a Muslim reaction be to anonymous messages uh, doing rounds on social media? Sometimes it is cowards uh, sending out messages from Shafat and uh, just to cause uh, dissension and split amongst the Ummah, you know, because uh, they do not have the courage to put their name uh, down. So I always tell the people that discard such, such uh, messages. Do not take a note of it. Yes, words can hurt you sometimes, and that is the objective. If people want to hurt you and uh, they see that you've altered something that they want you to change, that means they have won. So many times we are bombarded with uh, messages on social media and uh, the person uh, the, who reads it and forwards it, he becomes a part and parcel of the 
of the film, uh, the cardinal film, Shafat. So he is just like the person who wrote him, sent it. So uh, Allah must protect us, you know, because of social media and uh, these type of things. The internet is becoming a great, great fitna, trial and test upon this ummah. We don't use it as Allah subhanahu wa wants us to use it as a blessing. Instead, we're using it towards our own destruction, Jesus. No, well said the Mufti Saba. This uh, question says, uh, Mufti, there was a fatal hijacking in Pretoria. Our businessmen are targeted. Any advice you can give or guidelines, uh, Mufti? Indeed, very, very sad, Shafat. Yes, I know about the incident. Uh, I spoke to the son just a few hours after his father was uh, hijacked. You know, so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant release to all those people who were hijacked in South Africa. This is becoming the trend and the norm. People are hijacking our business people. And, of course, they're co- causing so much harm and suffering uh, for the entire Muslim community. You know, we do not know the state of uh, the people that have been hijacked. What I can tell you is that avoid posting anything on social media, whether it's a new car, a business deal that went through, etc. Try to keep your life private. And by private, I mean shut off completely from the rest of the world. Do not show them what you have acquired in your acquisitions in this world because of the evil eye is real and news travels so fast, Shafat, that we do not know who's monitoring us every day. Try to drive in alternative cars, you know, do whatever is possibly uh, there for you and read your protection to us when you leave the home. Bismillah wa tawakkaw to Allah wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa hudita wa uqita that you are sufficed and you are guided and you are protected throughout the day. Read Salatul Fajr in Jamaat as well because then you will also receive divine protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, it is very, very sad. May Allah protect our entire business community and bring the perpetrators to justice, inshallah. Inshallah, Mufti Saab. Assalamu alaikum. My wife has expensive taste and I have a modest job. She occasionally calls me stingy. Where do we draw the line between stingy and extravagance? What does Islam allow, Mufti Saab? Yes, there's a fine line between stinginess and extravagance, Shafat. We should not be extravagant. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has condemned extravagance in the Quran. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that in these, uh, in these, those who are on a, a spending spree, those who are extravagant, they are the brothers of uh, shaitan. Islam encourages moderation and always think of the next Muslim that is less fortunate than ourselves. Uh, because if we do not do that, then we will look at people above us and we'll never ever be satisfied and we'll never show gratitude to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. For example, Shafat, I live in a five million rent home, but now I'm not satisfied. I want something of 10 million. And that is how our life will go away. The second is ticking. And before we know it, we are in the year after. So spend on your wife. The best charity you can do is to spend on your family. They do not spend on friends more than what you spend at home. Every cent that you spend in your upon your wife and your children even a morsel says the Nabi alayhi salatu salam that you place in the mouth of your wife that will be a sadaqah for you meaning you will get returns in this life and you will receive the rewards in the year after also MashaAllah is it advisable to share your dreams with other people uh, the dreams is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if they are good dreams, Shafat. You remember the story of Yusuf alayhi salatu salam narrating the dream to his father and immediately his father was a prophet, you know, Yaqub alayhi salam immediately saw that this uh, son of mine will have a very, very bright future and he told his son that do not narrate your dreams to your brothers because they will start plotting and planning. So when you have a good dream, then thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is 
the instruction of the Nabi alayhi salatu salam according to a narration in Bukhari that we do not do. We'll narrate our good dreams and relate our good dreams, but we forget to praise Allah and to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it is a bad dream, then we should seek refuge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the accursed shaitan because he is trying to scare us, Shafat. Only tell your good dreams to those people who are close, near and dear, and those whom we trust and love, and those who can interpret it to the rest of the people. Keep your dreams private also, G. Can zakah be given to those who do not have accommodation? If they are really genuinely in need of zakat, then of course it will be permissible. Meaning if they do not have any income or if they are stranded people coming from a different country, Shafat, and because of COVID-19 and the restrictions, they are stranded here, then it is permissible if they have no access uh, to their money. You know, But today, electronic means is so easy, they can use and wipe and swipe the cards, and people can, of course, uh, send their money as well. But if that is not physically possible, or people are genuinely in need of accommodation because they do not have income and they are below the bread line, meaning they are zakatable, then it is permissible for you uh, to give them zakat money to pay for the accommodation, and your zakat will be discharged, inshallah. Can we cut a family ties with those who violate Sharia? It depends on uh, our understanding of a violation of Sharia, Shabbat, that to cut family ties itself is a, a major, major sin in Islam. You know, if uh, Islam does not permit for us uh, to cut family ties because we all come from one womb, so we all are one brother, we are children from one mother or from one father, so we cannot cut ties for any simple, nonsensical reason. Yes, if uh, a person becomes murtad, etc., or exited Islam, then it is permissible for us to cut ties with that person because the person has violated the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But uh, for, un- uh, for, for other simple uh, things uh, or for other lesser things, uh, you know, then we should exhort the people, encourage them, uh, give them da'wah, give them glad tidings, warn them of the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those that transgress and violate. We forget that part, Shafat. We need to cut off anything and everything. But uh, we don't really want to call the people back towards Islam using wisdom. You know, We don't want to use wisdom in good words to win the people over and back to Islam. Rather, we prefer to cut them off. That is also not the way in the path that Islam is taught us. Mufti Sahaba, COVID-19 has affected us so badly. Just the other week, our boss, who is a very pious man, closed the shop and he told us he has no money to pay us, that we must find better means. How do we reconcile his piety with such cold words, Mufti Sahaba? Yes, indeed, Shafat, and many people will be embracing those same words not only during the festive season, but I say the worst is still to come because of this great global economic reset. It is as if these people are pressing the reset button, uh, resetting everything. You know, they're buying up companies for peanuts now, uh, those companies that is closed shop and then selling them later on in the future for billions. And in that way, they make trillions of dollars. So we need to look at all those schemes, plotting and planning that is happening. But for our genuine people, those pious people out there that is closed shop, yes, sometimes uh, you have to use beautiful Words because you are cutting the lifeline of people, the bread and the butter of people that are dependent on uh, that uh, money or few rents that they're earning. It's very, very difficult indeed. That's why we should not depend on uh, anyone. We should depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will make a way for each and everyone. And after every difficulty, Allah has guaranteed us at least two easiness of that will come. We should not forget that also, Shafat. So yes, if the person is pious and he's told you that, then at least uh, respect his honesty in uh, this case, you know, and uh, make dua for him as well. 
because it is not easy to see that those people that are under your control, those people that depend on you for income, that they lose uh, their uh, earnings as well. So Allah make it easy for all of us, inshallah. Well said, the Mufti Sahib. You know, we don't know what uh, the individual is going through. He may be a pious individual and you see the piety in him and you try and hold that against him. It doesn't mean that, you know, he's not going through. Maybe he's going through a treble or a more harder test than uh, you are. But as the Mufti Sahib said, if you have implicit faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know what? Something will come through. After every hardship cometh ease, inshallah. <laughs> Mufti Sahib, you are mashallah this morning. Perhaps your party, uh, parting words? Yes, inshallah, Shafad, that uh, this festive season, try to stay indoors, you know, make abundant uh, zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and istighfar as well, and give lots of charity. There are people that are less fortunate than ourselves that are waiting for bread out there, something to eat, so let our hearts open up to everyone, not necessarily to our Muslim community, but to every uh, living thing that is out there that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created, that is in need of sustenance. The guide and protect us, inshallah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti uh, Ibrahim Smith for giving sterling uh, nasiha advice this morning and also to all of you that sent in questions a big jazakallah khair to you, you and you. Let us go for a break. When you get back, inshallah, we'll be rounding up and closing the program. <laughs> Sirius FM, sharing the beauty of Islam.